What a good evening, listeners, for another episode of what I would have liked to have called Scare and Tell. But no, you're listening to the radio program, The Slanted Hallway. But what a title, Scare and Tell. Perfect for what we do here on the show, but my producers always point out that we're also supposed to create stories that make you think. Like the one with the boy who had knives for toes. Now, that was an interesting tale. Uh, Hold on, Mr. Narrator, before you proceed. This episode is brought to you by milk. Milk. If it can turn a pathetic baby cow into a big, strong bull, just imagine what it could do for a full-grown man. Milk. Buy it from a guy who will leave it at your doorstep once a week. Buy it in a carton from a grocery store. Drink it from your own cow's udder. You may own the cow, but we own all her milk. So drink the milk. Well, that's fun. Whatever we were selling there, uh, that's what allows us to create art like last week's episode, A Very Haunted Violent Bikini Party on Monkey World Part 6. Anyway, tonight's episode is a rehash of an idea I had about a dream that my nephew had about a world of cute talking cars. From what I heard, his mother beat him savagely for having such stupid outlandish thoughts for an eight-year-old. But I had the hindsight to think there might be a salvageable story in that nonsense. A haunted car. Meet Mr. Michael Mann. And every young man type of person in pursuit of a new set of wheels after uh, a recent automobile accident uh, totaled his previous set of wheels and also the car on top of them. Little does Michael know that this used car lot he's wandering onto is located right in the center of the slanted, now wait, hallway. The slanted hallway presents the Phantom Differential. Oh, wait, there's another couple of pages here. Michael M. Mann, born December 27th. Capricorn, blood type O negative. It seems the writers this week were really just given far too much time to come up with just one story. I've got several maps and a, and a, and a whole uh, autobiography on the lineage of man and all the different made-up languages they spoke. Let me grab my editor's stick so I can beat some sense into these novelists while I while the episode plays. My mama's famous Tex Mix enchiladas out here. Well, I'm surprised one of these used cars in this here lot hasn't exploded from the desert sun. Hey, I'm gonna say I'm still not surprised that happened. I'm smart as hell. 
Come on, Mike, let's get you a used car. Scott, I don't know about this place now. It seems uh, rather seedy. I mean, we just now witnessed a car explode. Maybe uh, we would be better off if we were to check out another lot in town. I don't know what to tell you, Mikey. There's not a lot of the other. Lots like this around the county, not to mention in your price range. Unless y'all got one of them hidden funds I don't know about. No, unfortunately, all the money I had was in the glove compartment in that old truck of mine. My grandfather always said to never trust the banks, but... Man, 600 big ones just gone up in flames like that automobile over there. Oh, Mikey, all the doubt on the account of y'all swerving off the road so as to not run over a jackrabbit. Well, now, first off, it was six jackrabbits, and second, they looked a lot bigger on the road, and I will not be responsible for ruining Easter again this year once more, now. In any case, Mike. Your options for a new ride are slim at the moment. So let's take a gander at this here park, shall we? You are correct, I suppose. Uh, I guess. I need a new car pretty badly, especially if I'm ever going to impress that Nancy Terran. The cutest girl in all of Dead Native County High School. You must have really dinged your head in that wreck to think you'll find a car in this lot to impress her. And I would know. She is my sister. And I get violently jealous when other men vie for her attention. Oh, come to think of it, I'll get right down murderous just thinking about another man's hands all over my sweet sisters. Oh, Scott, look over there. A giant inflatable gorilla who needs a friend and likes selling cars. Boy, howdy. I've always wanted to be friends with an ape. Well, get over here, you son of a simian. Wow, that was a close one. Scott hasn't been the same since that football game where he got his head caved in by that marching band. Go Desert Worms. Anyway, I better start looking at some of these car price stickers. This one seems all right, I suppose. Mmm. And here I thought you were different from all the others. Pardon me, mister. When you drove in here with your friend with the concave forehead, I thought, here's a consumer that isn't going to take things on appearance. Here's a guy who knows what he wants and the right questions he needs to ask to get what he wants. I'm sorry, uh, who are you? No, that right there is the first right question you asked me today. Vince Prince, used car salesman. Oh great, I was hoping I could run into one of you salespeople. Yeah, I was pretty keen on picking up a car from one of you guys here today. Can't do that, friend. Can I call you friend? Never mind, because I just did. But I can't sell you a car today, buddy. I'm sorry. And you should be. Because I don't sell cars here. I don't sell vehicle. I don't sell motorcycles. I don't sell tricycles. Anymore. What I offer people here is lifestyles. You see, 
that flaming hot rod over there that is actually flaming, that could be the next chapter in your new life. Do you follow? I, I think I do. Mike, that's another red flag for me as a salesman. I don't sell beautiful semi-used cars to lemming followers, okay? I only sell to men and women and some children who were born leaders. I ever tell you the time I sold a car to a baby Castro? Uh, no, but I also, I don't think I told you my name. Michael Mann, if I couldn't figure out your name by just looking at you, I would not be good at my job. And that's strike three for me. You can leave my lot now. Oh, well, now, hold up now. I'm willing to make a deal. I have money on me. Now, right there, Michael, there's that hidden potential I knew was inside you when you drove up with your mentally deficient friend. Welcome back to my lot. And good news, you never left. Right this way. Now, Michael, take a look at this. Golly, it's a butte. No, it isn't, Michael. It's a car. And as we discussed, I'm not selling them. Maybe tomorrow, but probably not. Now, take a look at this one over here. I don't know what to tell you, Mr. Prince, but this car doesn't have wheels. Let's flip that around. Doesn't. Does. What do you think of that? It definitely fits in your price range, and if you were smart enough, you would have figured out how to drive this off the lot before I even came over to you. Now take a look at this. Sir, that's a camel. Beautiful creatures. Can't put a price on nature. 250. Looks like I can. I'm not entirely sure if I can drive a camel to school. High school. I'm a high schooler. Alright, wise guy. You got me figured out, huh? And that's why I love you, Michael. Vision of true intelligence and beauty. Now take a look at this. A 1952 Studebaker two-door sedan with the cup holders on the outside to catch rainwater. Inventive. Now tell me, what do you think is under this hood? Uh, an engine, perhaps? <sighs> Michael, I could kiss you. Yes, it's got it all. Only driven once, and it was right into this lot. Only one issue with the back differential. What's the issue? Nothing. It's weird I even brought it up. Why would I even question the next big chapter in Michael Mann's life? Next stop, the gas station. Then after that, history. Colorado. Beautiful town. Sign right here, Michael. Whoa, 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 now. Hold up there now, Vince. If the sticker price is right on this Studebaker, I'm gonna be flat broke for buying it. I'm not sure I can blow all my cash like that. Maybe there's a better option for something under 300. Michael, I thought we had something here, but apparently you want to throw all that away. Well, I'm leaving you, and I'm taking our children. Wait, what? That's what it feels like, Michael. You broke my heart. Just like you broke Nancy's heart, when you didn't have the option to pick her up, to take her down to the malt shop, have a good time, never get married, never have children, never have a legacy. Just another dead man. But it doesn't have to be like that, Michael. You are in charge of your own fate, right now. And whatever happens after you sign these papers and hand me over that money, that's out of my hands. But for that one moment, you're the man in charge. 
Oh, for Nancy, I guess, against my better judgment, it is a beautiful car. And this is a beautiful decision. I knew you were a car man. Now sign here, and here, and over here, and over there, on the back. Now don't read that, or that. Now, 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 now check that off, without looking. Initial here. Now, this is a ceremonial dagger. It just needs a bit of blood. There. My god, look at you. Owner of a brand new used car. May with the grace of Jehovah be upon your beautiful face. And thank you, Mr. Prince, I guess. Come on, come on, shoot. I should have known I couldn't have beaten the 4 p.m. cattle crossing. At this rate, Scott is going to get back to the malt shop before me. Well, it don't matter too much, I guess, now that I got these relatively new sweet wheels. I do wish the seats weren't digging into me like they are. Also, I wonder if this thing has some AC, maybe? Now, what was that? Oh well, must be that differential that fella sorta warned me about. I really shoulda read through these car papers a little closer. Cherry! Now, what was that? I've never heard a differential make a noise quite like that. I was once alive. Now I'm less alive. It's all unfortunate. Oh my gosh! A ghost of a former United States president. Oh, which one? I'm Zachary Taylor, you putz. Oh my gosh. Zachary Taylor is haunting my car. A mysterious salesman, a dead former president, a giant inflatable gorilla. Sounds like we're making the perfect slant hallway stew for the ears. And what's that? Potatoes? No, it looks like a dash of intrigue has been peppered in. This all reminds me I haven't eaten dinner yet. No matter. Mother always said dinner wasn't important as long as you had one of these cigarettes to drag on, which I do. So long, Appetite. See you in the morning. You want to know what goes perfect with a cigarette, Mr. Narrator? Is a tall glass of milk. That's right, this episode is brought to you by milk. Drink milk warm at night and cold in the morning. Give your children more milk than water. Milk. Do you have some right now that we could do? Wasn't paying attention to that last ad. Thanks to Mommy's Little Helper, Tobacco. Gives me second thoughts about beating the writer's staff once again for their insolence. But let us turn our attention once again to our young man as he faces the supernatural and, more importantly, a repair shop owner known as Clint. So your problem is the ghost in the differential right here. Uh, his ghost feet are tangled up in the spokes. See how they interlock? I was once a man in life, 
Now I'm not. Ghosts have feet? Oh yeah, most do. Except a couple of the Civil War and Mermaid Ghosts. Mermaid Ghosts? Uh, never mind. How are we gonna get Zachary Taylor out of my car, Clint? You call this a car? My presidential carriage had more horsepower and more horses. Yes, I do. Now, shut it, Taylor. Oh, so I'm the jerk for asking questions. Fine. Ooh. Okay, Mikey. What we got here is a standard soldi alignment. I just need to burn some sage in the undercarriage and summon the spirits of air and earth from my naganga to drag the shade of Zachary back to hell where he belongs. Uh, now this is gonna take two to three weeks and cost something in the ballpark of, uh, 700 to 900 dollars. 700 to 900 dollars? I paid 325 for the dang thing. I can't believe it says nothing about dead former presidents in the car papers I signed. Oh, let me see them papers. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Oh yeah, right there. He got you. He checked out haunted car on the form. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Where you were supposed to check off not haunted car is blank. I uh, gotta learn to read these contracts better, son. Clem, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't drive a haunted car around town. I'm better off riding a camel, in hindsight. I knew there was a reason that camel was so cheap. I'm going to set you straight, Mikey. I can't offer anything cheaper than that. And believe me, there's only two other repair shops that deal with the supernatural in this county, and they'll give you the same price I did. 700 to uh, $900. To be honest, in your situation, I would either return the car or maybe uh, live with the specter in the back until maybe they pass on to the other side. Maybe they just have to make right with a living relative to achieve some closure in the afterlife. Tell me, Mr. President, do you have any family members still alive in Texas? No, and thank you for finally including me in the conversation again. I died of bad milk! Oh, jeez, he's gonna be in that car for a while there, Mikey. Gosh, why didn't I read through all these papers? Former president so bound. All eternity. No fumar. Dang, don't I just feel like the biggest dope alive. Oh, that must be nice being alive. Oh, wait, I can't do that anymore. I think. Jeez, will you cram it? All your constant presidential yapping is giving me a headache. And hey now, what's this? Why do I have car paint flaking off on my arms? What gives now? Did that Vince Prince scrimp on a new coat? Well, well, how did he lie down there? Well, if it isn't Ghost Car Man, dog, boy, man, Michael Man. Oh, not now, Scott. I'm trying to figure out this thing I signed here. I can't make heads or tails of it. 
Also, what you just said made little to no sense, pal. Well, excuse me, Mikey, but word has gone round town about your paranormal predicament. You dummy. You always check up no honey on your used car forms. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Okay, what we? Oh yeah! Laugh it up now, Scotty. I will say this vehicle has given me the confidence to finally ask out your sister Nancy, and she don't seem that afraid of no ghost in my car. Oops. You ask my sister out? Why well, should kill you where you sit? But I can't risk hurting Ken, Michael. You could be my new brother. In-law, hee-haw! I'm prime new wild boy. Hey, let's celebrate. Have a race down to the Rio Grande. Winner gets to be the winner. Oh, hee Oh, well, Scott, I don't know if that's the best idea. Hogwash. Sounds good to me, which means it sounds good to me. Besides, let's see what that Studebaker can actually do on these Texas country roads. Well, why not? Get ready to eat my dust, Scotty boy. But it's not dinner time until sundown, Mikey. Oh, wait, that's right. The race war we're having. Vroom, wee-wee. This ride uh, smoked his wheels. The Rio Grande is right over this. Hey, hey, hey! What gills? I cannot move the steering wheel, and we are pulling past Palo Alto and going off trail. No, we're on the war trail now. Even in death, I must defeat Santa Ana's troops. Protect the status quo. <laughs> Is that you? I almost didn't recognize you. I was worried you had forgotten about our picnic to Bleach Skull Desert Park. Howdy, Nancy. I'm terribly sorry about being so late. I got in a race with your brother and somehow ended up in Buena Vista trying to root out some Mexican soldiers from a war we won a hundred years ago. It's okay, Michael. These things happen to most folks. Kind of. Here, let me get the door for you. How sweet of you, Michael, a real gentleman. Unlike all of the other hundreds of boys in that one senator I've dated in this town. Well, golly, Miss Nancy, it's absolutely nothing at all to a gentleman. Wait, which senator? Oh, Senator Johnson. Oh, a Democrat. Seriously, boo. What are they trying to do? Ruin the status quo? Now, what was that? Oh, I did not hear anything at all, Miss Nancy. It must have been an echo reflecting off of some swamp gas, which was making that noise. Michael, it's okay. I know what's going on. Everyone in town knows about you and your haunted mystery machine driving around solving mysteries with a talking dog. 
That last part I thought was just a rumor because I thought you were allergic to dogs. I am, but you you mean you're not bothered by the ghost of Zachary Taylor? No, not at all, Michael. Most of my dead family members are ghosts, actually. Well, golly, come to think of it, so are most of mine. See, Michael, it's completely fine. Now let's have ourselves a wonderful picnic together. All right, yeah, let's do it. Well, what do you have in that old picnic basket, anyhow? Well, in that basket, I've got half of my half-brother, Belial. <laughs> but in this basket, I've made us up some meat sandwiches of the pork variety, some sliced cheese, half-eaten banana. Say, Nancy, I just got the strangest craving. There, there wouldn't happen to be any motor oil in there. What? You mean for the car? Uh, yeah, I think I just feel a quart low. What? Um, anyway, I've got some crackers, too, a 1957 Lafayette Rothschild, and last but not least, a bunch of cherries soaking in day-old milk. Ah, beware the cherries! Stop it now, Zachary. You are ruining the mood. Michael, I'm scared. I now see the downside of a haunted car you can't control. It's okay, Nancy. I'll just pull over the car and give President Taylor a real talking to. Michael, are you okay? Gosh, Nancy, I'm not. Honestly, I was hoping that this was going to work out how I imagined in my head where I would sweep you off your feet romantically. I'm not sure if I've been sending you the right signals, even with all this haunted car nonsense. No, Michael, I see the signals. You can? Well, that's great. No, Michael, they're on your face. You've got turn signals growing out of your cheeks. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, you're right. Uh, my lips, uh, they're turning into bumpers. Uh, my ears, uh, they're turning into side mirrors. Uh, I've got an exhaust pipe coming out of my... Yes, yes, we can see it, and it smells worse than those cherries. I'm out of here. I'll date a ghost car boy, but never a ghost car car boy. I have standards. Ah! Wait, Nancy! Come back! Please come back! Honk, honk. Gosh darn it, what is happening to me? You're turning into a car, you putz, and I'm still dead, so there's that. Oh yeah, ooh. Oh, now shut up. Vince Prince, you get out here right now. I've got some strong words for you and some strong fists, too. I mean, uh, tire hands. Michael, please, use your inside-outside voice. Can I offer you some tea? I don't have any, but what if I did? That's changing your expectations. The only thing changing on me is my human body, pal. What did you do to me? Let's not throw around who's to blame for this, but if we had to, who's to say? Have a seat, Michael. Oh, never mind. You've partially transformed into a driver's seat. Good. Simply wonderful. 
Now, Michael, what can you tell me about supply and demand? Well, oh, geez, I don't know. It's a theory that explains the interaction between the sellers of a resource and the buyers of that resource. The theory defines the relationship between the price of a given good or product and excuse me, and the willingness of people to either buy or sell it. Generally, as price increases, people are willing to <clears throat> supply more and demand less, and vice versa when the price falls. Oh, poor Michael. You're so innocently stupid. You know little to nothing about sales, it seems, especially about used car sales. My god, you're so stupid. I'm surprised you have the capacity to breathe without forgetting to. But you're exactly right, and that's why I love you. Thank you. Enough of this. Why am I turning into a car, Vince? Michael, I've been over this a million times with you, okay? Okay, bud? Are you okay? Probably not because you're turning into a car, which is totally not your fault. Then again, you did sign these papers, Michael. What? Let me take a look at that. See there? Right there. The area of the form I told you not to read under the haunted car box. There's the cursed car box, which you checked off. I told you not to read this form thinking you were a real leader, and you would read it anyway. But I was wrong. I was wrong, Michael. And that's on me. Oh, Michael, Michael, Michael. Oh, Michael. Now, can you stop saying my name over and over again? Oh, sorry, Mike. The truth is, I need a lot of used cars for this slot. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to sell anybody a used car. And then I'd be out of a job. Supply and demand, get it? Maybe someday you will, sport. Now, real question for you, Mike, is how... Am I supposed to find new used cars? And the real answer is you don't. I do, but I don't. It's impossible. Nobody ever wants to sell you their used car after it gets old and broken down. Because then it just becomes a new home. That's why I write a cursed car clause in all my car sales papers. I might run out of customers, but I'll never run out of used cars to sell. Supply and demand. Get it now, Mike? I suppose you won't, since you're just a used car now. It's like I said before, I knew you were a car man. I do declare no! Mike, please stop honking. You'll scare my camel away. Another one trapped for all eternity. Until the rust eats away at his undercarriage, Avins. That's right, Zachary. And that's another good deed you've done. 88 more and you can go back to being a dog again. Oh, yippee! Hush, puppy. I think we have another prospective customer coming by the lot right now. Oh, hey! I knew this was the right place. My gorilla friend is still here waving at me. I say, mister. Say, mister, did you happen to see my buddy brother-in-law, Mr. Michael Man Carboy? I thought I saw his Studebaker jetting through town toward this lot. Michael. 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 I've never heard of a name such as this in my entire life. Now what's that say about me, Scott? Hmm. A real. I'm way too wild as hell to figure out this one, but I'll give it a shout. Oh, hey! There's Michael's haunted Studebaker over there! Oh, no, that isn't. Uh, yeah, 
It is, mister. Scott, you got me. That is Michaels Studebaker. You really are a sharp young man with a clearly untented forehead. Hi! Thank you kindly for the lie! Anytime, Scott. You're a shining beacon of light in my dark life. Now, is there anything else I can help you with today? Well, shoot! I'm not gonna lie to myself here. I've been eyeing this little red Corvette with the human teeth for a grill for the last minute now. She sure is purty! He sure is. The 1953 Michael Morvet. Beautiful car, for which I have a deep personal connection to. I'm not sure if I could put a price on something this unique. But, 245 Seems about right. Wow-wee! A self-honking car? Uh, uh, sold, mister! Simply wonderful. Now... Let me get the paperwork. Scott, really quick, do you have the ability to read? Now, is that the one with the words appearing in your head, or the one with the words on paper? Why'd I even ask? Perfect. Oh, here, hold the ceremonial dagger. I'll be right back. Another bone-chilling tale courtesy of the Slanted Hallway. I hope you all enjoyed that last story, listeners, because I didn't. Then again, I haven't enjoyed a lot of things since the war. Sometimes I just tune out the entire episode altogether as my vision fades and I see those hollow young men's skulls float up from the mud-soaked trenches of Verdun. All ghosts that will haunt my inky-dark memories until my final painful breaths on this horrid dirt ball floating in the black sea of meaningless pinpricks of light. Come back next week.